And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I am Brandon, and sitting right across from me on this beautiful Monday morning is Craig. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. And you, you know what? It is, it is nice. It's um, it was in the thirties, mid thirties when I came. Yeah, it was chilly, that's for sure. But um, it was thirty six when I was coming in, and but we're going up to sixty six. Yes. And tomorrow's like 72. It's going to be glorious. Friday's like 81. Yeah. Have we made it through the woods? I hope so. Are we actually through this thing? I Um, doubt it. You think we're going to get another snow dump? Oh, I hope we don't get a snow dump. Can you imagine? There are going to be a couple Can you imagine my attitude? Yeah, you know how much I love snow. I can't imagine your attitude. (laughs) You know how much I love snow and everything everything cold. That was pretty good this year. I I did well for the first – Five and a half months you of did. winter and cold. You did well. I barely made it through Christmas weekend though, man. Those sub below temperature. Oh my goodness. Christian weekend, a Christian Christmas weekend <laughs> sent me over the edge this year too because we had to cancel all three of our services. Yeah, that, that was just bogus. And that was bogus. Frustrated me. Yeah, but, um, hey, at least we didn't have to cancel Easter, you That's know, true. Uh, like it was canceled a few years ago. That's true. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was good. We had a, um, we really did have a really good, um, weekend. It was um, very we good. Had, um, Started close with Good to, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were close to 600, uh, for the weekend mm-hmm. services and, um, Good Friday was good. It was smooth. I thought people worshiped yeah. well. Um, I just think everything had a point. Yeah. Um, and yesterday, um, Easter Sunday was great. I mean, we were jammed packed in that second service um you said you've seen more people in there I, I, apparently i have too because we've had um yeah. maybe i haven't seen that many in the room because uh, i know christmas eve one year we had like 300 and some but that would have been over two yeah. services but there was close that, to 230 in that room and that's not a room that that's a lot of people that in that a room lot of people in that room there's yes. a lot of people in that room um here's what's fun so it's it's fun and distracting to be up front, you're leading. You maybe babies are dancing all around. Well, that's true. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But um, you know, doing the countdown song, and then after the countdown song, I welcome and ask everybody to stand, and people are still coming in. Well, the back was jam packed. Oh, it was elbow cr- to elbow, crazy, and there were barely a few seats up in the front, and so. You see people come in, they got their coffee and they're like, oh, and they're looking around like they're rubbernecking in the back and looking for their family that's already come in. We had, we had a family do that and I was like playing my guitar during the first song and I kind of like tipped my guitar over this way, like they're over here, they're over, but they weren't, they weren't catching it. So if you go back and watch the live stream, that's what I'm doing <laughs> during the first song. Yeah. Um, the, uh, some people came in and you know, the, we had added seats. And, um, people were sitting in the added seats in the very front row, which right. was, you know, that's yes. very, and those who, um, are, are normal front row became our second row. And it was weird to see all those people sitting there because they're very close when you're up there. Cause I'm looking right down, like right. I, like I can see the whites of their eyes. That's yes. how close we are. And, um, but I, um, it was really good. I thought, I thought the worship was good. Um, I really, um, we started off with, um, what was it? God is so good, you know, on Friday night. God, you're so good. Yeah. God, God, yeah. God, God, you're so good. That was great on Friday mm-hmm. night. I mean, people were just singing, were singing on that. It. And then yesterday, uh, the great I am during the second service, yep. I, I just quit singing. Yep. I quit singing and just started listening because it was gorgeous. It was yep. beautiful. I mean, it was very, uh, very, very touching and it was very good. Um, yeah. and I love the, um, I love that song anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, but no, I thought it went, I thought it went well. Um, 
Congratulations on the um, baptism of uh, Christian. And Thank you. That was awesome. And yeah. also uh, uh, Molly Nauman um, baptized her son uh, Bruin, mm-hmm. and that was exciting. Yep. And that opened up conversations again yep. for more baptisms. So I had several, I mean several conversations with people who are, are wanting to be baptized. So That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So how exciting was that for you? It was exciting. And, we, you know, we've talked, you and I have talked. Christian's been ready for a while. Um, probably, um, super sharp kid, just a great heart. And, um, and so when we, when he approached us about it, it's like, yeah, let's do it. And so we, we still went through the book with him, the taking the plunge book, just because right. I, I think, you know, you can't have too much information exactly. on that, too much knowledge yeah, there. Exactly. And so, um, but we went through that with him and, and so that was, yep. Yeah, I yeah. think I handled it better than I did Jordan, you know, being my, being the first, right, a little over a year ago, baptized Jordan and, I was a little emotional there, but I, I will admit I almost lost it yesterday seeing all the kids come in. Yeah. You know, we had over 90 kids checked into our children's ministry site. Right. There's a lot of kids. And they brought in the kindergartner and up, kindergarten through fifth grade for the baptism. They only brought in like half of them. Oh, really? Yeah, that wasn't all of them, Anita told me. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, that was, they, they didn't, they left, I think they left the younger ones back. Gotcha. Because they didn't bring them all in. Gotcha. Because I told her, I said, that didn't look like 90. She's like, that was only about half of them. Yes. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, anyways, um, they they were all filing in down each side of the mm-hmm. the room there. And I like what we needed was to add another 40 people in there. Right. That's what we needed in there. It was warm in there. So at one point, that was there was probably somewhere almost close. We're lacking with about 15 people being around 300 people in that room at one point with the Oh yeah. Kids coming in and the adults coming in yep. with them and think about that. Uh-huh. And you stood outside the auditorium door and the heat just rolled out. Oh yeah, you could feel it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No. So yeah, it was great. Great day and, and like you said, you know, it opened up conversations to oh, yeah. you know, of other people who were thinking about getting baptized. And so that's that's exciting. That's what that's Very. what it's really about. Yeah, and that's really good. And, you know, what a great day, too, because people get to witness that on Easter that people mm-hmm. normally wouldn't see if they if they don't come all the time. Right. So great. That's a great, um, you know, that's a great um, witness yeah, to to is. them, yeah. even if they don't understand uh, what it is. Right. You know, here's something I, I and, if, and, and if this was you, uh, um, you know, I'm not picking on you or anything, but what I don't understand is we're getting ready for the baptism and they're getting ready to happen and people are leaving. Right. They're leaving during the baptism. I'm like, the thing that, the thing that, um, we're supposed to do, go into all the world and to preach, to teach, and to baptize. You're leaving on the one of the very commands that Jesus tells right? you to do. Exactly. Because you want to get out to have Easter lunch. Right. Or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. You can't stay two more minutes to watch a baptism. Yeah. I was just like, holy cow. I was like, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying, it doesn't happen every Sunday. Right. So, and it's such a spiritual, awesome thing mm-hmm. um i don't know how you could walk out on that yeah it's uh, just uh, crazy a few years ago um i can't remember where i was uh, it was i was living in cincinnati i'll tell you where i was it was miami uh whitewater park and i was driving through and i saw some people going down into the river and i'm like oh that look that's weird there's like, like a lot of people standing in the river there and so and it's a, a deep part of this river, and it's right in the middle of Cincinnati, this park. It looks like okay. you're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And so I stopped just to watch, and they were doing baptisms. They did like Aww. five baptisms. So I stopped and got out. I didn't even know who was being baptized. I was, I, I felt, I felt the spirit of the Lord. That's awesome. It was just people were hugging down there in the water. Yeah. It was just like you knew what they were, what they were going through. I just thought it was absolutely cool. That's so, great. I don't know why you would walk out and drink a baptism. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> this was me though. I didn't see that, thankfully. Yeah. So. I didn't see it. I did not see it. Um, I mean, I did see it, but I didn't, I, I didn't understand it. So. Right. But anyway, yeah, good day. Um, yep. it was a good, day. that was a great way to, uh, cap off, um, Easter and, mm-hmm. and, um, Easter's under our belt. Easter now it's on to the fair service. And Christmas. It's about right. singing Christmas songs right around the corner. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was singing Christmas songs uh, this past week. I'll I have a blue. I, for some reason, I keep in my head, it's like, oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Like, what is my problem? You're ready. Don't answer that. Do not answer You're ready. that. <laughs> You're ready. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Well, on another note. Yeah, we are, we, we're having some fun this morning and, uh, we had a, uh, coffee delivery yesterday. Yes. And it Easter is. coffee delivery. It looks very Easterish. Doesn't well, it? no, not really. It's no, like not a, really. what is that kind of skull or it's something? A, it's a skull engine block, I think. It's called Roast Warrior instead of Road Warrior. Yeah, it's called Roast Warrior. It's from Black Rifle Coffee. It is um, a variable, so it's not really a dark or a light. It's kind of a mix. Okay, so but here's my Roast me, Warrior. Give, give me your yes, your initial gut reaction. My initial gut reaction is that it had a citrus taste to it. Mm-hmm. And so, but after the second drink, it got less. And then now I'm, I don't know if I'm used to it, but it actually is very good. The first, you were standing there when I drank it. I was like, Oh, yeah, this is, um, you know, this different. is different. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it does, um, it's good though. It um, is good. The more that I drink it now, um, I, um, I do like it and, um, I'm empty. I'm empty as well. Is there more down there? I mean, there is more down there. You want me to go get some and you just keep talking? Well, yeah, give me a second here. Let me think about what I want to talk about. So, (laughs) so I would say, I would actually do. You're just going to bring the pot down? Is that what you're going to do? I can go bring the pot down. I'm out too. Okay. I'm out too. I'm bringing What's your, what's your, uh, what that that would be very, I, I, I tasted a, a hint of citrus, almost maybe even a little bit of like a, um, uh, not hazelnut, but maybe a little bit of nuttiness too. But then it and it was kind of overpowering, overbearing. But then it, yeah, the more you drank it, it's right. like okay, that's smooth. It got smoother the more I drank it. It tasted okay. This is lack of a better term, almost grapefruity when I had first took yeah. a drink. Yeah, and then after that, um, it like did not taste like that. Yeah. So, but roast warrior is roast warrior yeah. is is very good. What's in the hallway there and by our offices? I saw something from black. Oh, rifle. that black rifle murdered out. I brought that in the other oh, day. Okay, because I hadn't had you know with me running in the mornings. I don't make my coffee at home normally. I'll tell you how long it's been since I've made coffee at home. So my sister and brother in law and their three boys came up this past weekend. They wanted to be here for Christian's baptism, and so they came up on Saturday. Left like six fifteen Saturday morning. Right. Right. And, um, got here a little bit before noon. We spent the day with them. I made, um, you should have come up. I made Philly cheesesteaks on the Blackstone. I made hamburgers and hot dogs too. You could have had a hamburger. I would have probably went for that. Um, but anyways, so went to make a pot of coffee and, and I've got a bun coffee pot. And so you've got the reserve in there that stays, you know, you've got your tank in there that stays warm. Right. And so every so often it just pretty much heats up and stays heated. Well, here's the problem. If you don't make coffee over an extended time, that continues to heat up. So it evaporates. Oh, yeah. And then you pour in however much you want to. Oh, yeah. And so I had to fill the reserve up technically. So I didn't wasn't thinking that, oh, I haven't made coffee in six days. So I filled the, the pot up, poured it in, put the pot underneath. Turned it on. It starts brewing. 
A couple minutes later, I look over, literally, three and a half cups had brewed, like that much in the bottom of the pot. <laughs> and it was done dripping, and I'm like, ha ha. Huh? Oh, all the water is evaporated, oh, so I had to put more water in it, so it would be... Then it would go again. So it would be full. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so that, that murdered out in the hallway is... is from me. Good. So um, there's my cup. Okay. Unless you're just going to bring the pot back, you do whatever you need to do. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them about the next uh, sermon series coming up, and um, also uh, tomorrow night um, is prayer night. So um, just want to invite you guys um, tomorrow night at six o'clock. If you guys want to join us, uh, we're going to have our, our monthly night of prayer. And uh, last uh, last month, what we did is we kind of went throughout the building and we prayed for certain areas of the building and you know different uh, things that we that we ministries that we do here. So we try to do something uh, different each time. So um, I want to invite you guys to come uh, be here tomorrow night six o'clock in uh, the auditorium and uh, we'll probably uh, just um, we're, what we do is we just try to just go to God in prayer and, and pray so we'd love for you guys to uh, to join us for that and then uh, this coming Sunday we uh, talked about this uh, this past Sunday yesterday uh, we're going to be doing um, our new uh, sermon series called level up and uh, level up um, we're going to talk about leveling up in some areas of our life and, and I really do believe this is important I believe this is some of the impo- most important things that we could do it's kind of like raising the bar um, raising the bar in our lives and I just want us to raise the bar in um, that we would be intentional enough to do what God is calling us to do so I um to, this coming Sunday we're talking about level up in marriage. So how fun is that going to be? I mean, that's going to be great. So going to be awesome. And then um we're going to talk about the second week level up with yourself and how how do you do that? And uh, we're just going to there's a there's several things that we're going to be that we're going to be talking about. So um I just hope you guys join us for that and be in prayer for that and um man, invite somebody to come. Um y- y- I know that people get involved with camping and people get involved with life and, but man, don't forsake coming to church and mm-hmm. worshiping with the body of Jesus Christ. And right. this guy's smooth, man. He brought me in coffee. He refilled my cup while I was yakking. He brought me cream like John Wayne would drink. If you say so. And a I do, stir, I do and say a stir so. stick for your cream and a stir stick for my cream. You know, you're pretty good. I like it. I try. I like it. I could, I could be, I could work at Tim Hortons. Speaking of, speaking of. Speaking of, you, you remember what you forced me to do the other day? I did. He forced me. I forced him. Okay, so here's how I forced him. So <clears throat> Craig finally downloaded the Tim Hortons app onto his phone. I've been trying to get him to do this. And I haven't been doing it because I'm like, I don't want another app. I mean, I don't want to do this. I just don't want to go down that road. Anything that saves me money, I'm willing to download an app. And anything that just I have to do work to put on my phone, I just I'm, – I'm that age, bro. I'm just that you age. You are. You are. Okay, so. What is that? Hey, never mind. Um, so. I'm old enough. How about that? Old enough. I'm old enough that I'm, at, I'm moving into that so we old went man to, curmudgeon. We went okay? to grab coffee the other We haven't had coffee outside of RCC in a long time. No, it was me and you and Corey Smith, and we were talking about some stuff that we're going to be doing, and yeah. so we got there earlier. You and I got there earlier, and, you know, we went to Tim Hortons in Delaware. You ordered, I ordered, by the way, you ordered a four pack of the blueberry cake. Um, Blueberry glazed Timbits. Those are the best. So I, 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 I'd already worked out, and I don't know why I did this, but I just saw them in there. I'm like, okay, I'll just do two because they were 80 calories a piece. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just do that. And then he's like, well, we have a four-pack if you want. And I'm like, well, okay. So I looked at Brandon. I'm like, you eat the other two, and he didn't hesitate. Well, that was that's not even – it's blueberry. 
I mean, anything else, I'd have been like, eh, like those were really good. Blueberries are the best. Those are okay. I, I know we talked about this. Ranks right up there. Those blueberries rank right up there with the cherry Tim Tim, Tim Beebs Beebs. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Tim bits. Yeah, Tim bits. Tim bits are what they are. It's yeah. Beeb bits. Tim Beebs. Okay, that's what it is. They were Tim Beebs. Beeb season is right around the corner. We gotta get this figured out. It is out. a hunting we will go. I you hope, will. So. <laughs> I, I hope they bring it back again because that was some yeah. good stuff. Okay, so the cherry, whatever those, those are. Those things were good. They're off the charts good. Yes. And they were so very good. good. But, but anyway, anyway, so anyway, we yeah. went, you went to pay and I'm like, oh, can I scan my app? Oh, and you yeah, were like, sure. yeah, go for it. I so uh, my bill was seven ninety two, yeah. something like that. And when he scanned, it came up six, six something like that. Saved you like a dollar fifty something, almost a dollar sixty or yeah. seventy or yeah. So I looked at him. I was like, he went and he said, "You need to get the app." And so while we were there, while we were waiting on Corey to get there, guess what he did? He downloaded. And what would I do the whole time? I was complaining, right? I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And another then, app, and then he had to register. And, and then I'm like, "Oh, they're sending me an email." I'm like, "Oh, the email hasn't come. How long is this taking?" Well, it'll come in. It'll come in. And then finally, we're like five minutes later. I'm like, "Oh, here, the email finally came in." And so then, boom, I hit it, and and then yeah, <laughs> and then Corey gets there. And Craig goes, Hey, do you have an app? Corey goes, No. Well, here, scan this. <laughs> Corey, and Craig hands Corey his phone so he can go ahead and start racking up those points. Hey, I already got 102 points. That's awesome. 485, I think. Get you a free coffee. Really? Mm-hmm. So from now on, when we go out, I'll just scan my phone now, for both of us. Now you have to, right? Now you have to, um, you have to pay for the extra stuff. So if you get espresso, you get the free coffee, but you have to pay for the espresso. Oh, that's okay. If you get cream, you don't have to pay for that. But like I get almond milk <clears throat> in mine and, and, and it's extra. Did <laughs> I have a question to ask you yes. about that? Ask me because this, this is going to bring How up a funny story. In the world. It's do a you, tedious Do you, do you milk an almond? It, it's a I, I just don't know. Process. So we went through <laughs> one day and, um, <clears throat> Allie and I, we're in the car. I can't remember if the kids were in the car or not, or if we were in town for something else, just the two of us while they were in school. But, um, anyways, we went through Tim Hortons. Well, I was, Craig had called me and we were talking through the speaker system and, uh, in the car. And lo and behold, Craig pulls into Tim Hortons about three cars behind us. I saw so, him setting up around, he's just getting ready to go around the corner. He's like three or four cars. Up. And so, and so I told Craig, I'm like, well, hey, hang on and watch this. I had ordered oat milk in my coffee. And we get up there, and 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 I love the Tim Hortons workers. They're all great. They are. They're, they're awesome. A lot I mean, of younger kids. They but are. They have manners, and and they just do a great job. And so I pull up here, and it's one of the regular guys, and and I'm like, hey, I got a question. And he's like, yeah, what's up? What's up? I said, how do you milk an oat? And he kind of chuckled. He was like, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I get my coffee, get Allie's hot chocolate. We go on through. Craig says, hang on the line with me and watch this. So Craig gets up to the window, and I'm we we get quiet. I paid my thing. He paid his like, thing, and he, I was like, "Hey, I got a question to ask you." And he's like, "Yeah, what is it?" And I was like, "I was just thinking, um, oat milk, right?" And he went, "Yeah." I went, "How do you milk an oat?" And he went, and the lady behind you went, "We just had a guy ask." They were stuff. laughing. <laughs> I could hear him in the background. She was like, "I'm going to look it up on my phone." <laughs> and the guy at the window, it's that long hair yes, guy. Yes. He looked. He looked at me and smiled. He went, "Oh my!" <laughs> and you were like, "I'm talking to him right now." I was like, "Yeah, I'm talking to him right now." <laughs> so, hey, you know what? If you're not having fun, you're not yeah. living life. That was actually pretty funny. Their faces. Hilarious. If you could have seen their faces when I did, the girl standing behind him was like, "Oh my gosh, we just had a guy ask about that." That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so well, there you go. There's our. <laughs> 
our Monday morning ramblings. There you go. I so said we should probably get into the uh, into the sermon eventually. You think? I don't know. I don't, we, we can do whatever we want. I mean, it's, it's our podcast. It's your po- yeah, it is. It's our podcast. So, well, yesterday we talked about hope, and um, and I think um, the the two weeks for Easter, um, you know, you know, forgiveness, and then Friday night we talked about you know Christ dying for a reason, and um. And I love Friday night because we, everything really pointed to communion and I love that. Yeah. I love the center. I had, I had a couple people Friday night come up to me and was like, I love that because I really thought about what I was supposed to think about and it just doesn't hustle through it. And, right. Um, and that, and that's a, and that's a crying shame that we hustle through communion. Don't think about what for sure. know, Jesus did for us. And then, and then today or yesterday we talked about hope and I mean, I mean, let me ask you. I mean, don't you think we need help? Do you need hope? Oh, absolutely. All of us need hope every day. And, um, and so, um, you know, the thing that I was, the thing that always astounds me, where we talked about the the two gentlemen on the road to Emmaus, and the thing that uh, astounds me is that, um, you know, they're they've lost their hope. Um, and we we're, we're going to read here in a few minutes in Luke twenty four. It said that they had hoped that the, that Jesus was the Messiah. You know that he was the one who has come to keep his promises and but you know they're they're walking and they're 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 down and they're what do you call it dejected and right. discouraged and you know we hope that Jesus was this but now Jesus is dead Jesus is laying in a tomb and you know the funny thing is why they're talking Jesus is not in that tomb I mean he's going to show up and right. see this and that's the beauty about Jesus is that Jesus actually comes up to them with a concealed identity yep. and starts talking to them and they're so what do you call it so focused on their surroundings they miss Jesus. They miss it. And I didn't say this yesterday, and I could have gone on for days about this, but I think that's what happens to you and I. Yeah. I think we get so focused on, you know, COVID, government, financial, marriage, whatever we're going in our life. We get so focused on those things that we miss Jesus, and mm-hmm. he's right in front of us. Yeah. We can't see him because all we're focused in on what we're focused in. Right. And we're not we're not intentionally focusing out on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we need a, what do you call it, a wake-up call? Yeah, yeah. Um, Something to jar us to get us to think about that. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's. <clears throat> I thought about that yesterday too. Just this account, and, and we we tend to read from this account quite often, especially in this time of right. year around around the Easter season um, with these guys, and, and they, you know, they are dejected, they are you know downtrodden, whatever word you want right. to use. But the truth is, is that. You know, they had some sort of relationship with Jesus. They mm-hmm, knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. So they had been around Jesus. They had seen all the things. They Jesus prepped his disciples, and we're not really sure if these are close disciples or if they're part of the know, group that of, that group that ran with him. Correct. Yeah. And um, you know, I think people think of Jesus and the disciples. It was just Jesus, Jesus and the, and the twelve, right? But Jesus had, he had a, the twelve, but he also had correct. a group. Correct. And so, you know, I thought about that, like. These guys would have probably been around to hear Jesus oh, yeah. tell them, hey, this is what's going to happen to me. Um, and they they let what was going on in, in their fear, they let the, their worry, they let their sadness control them mm-hmm. in this moment where they completely forgot what yeah. Jesus was truly capable of. Exactly. And I thought, but how often do I do that too? How often do I get distracted? It's exactly what you just said. You know, whether it's COVID or the government or my marriage, mm-hmm. you know, my kids not, you know, cleaning their room or whatever. Right. When right, I ask them to, right. how, how much do I let those things cloud my vision exactly. of what God is doing in my life 
and what God can do in my life. And that's kind of where these guys were. And I think that's, I think that's the point of this. I mean, um, we get so ingrained on talking about, oh man, the negative things of life, the things that are happening, the things that we don't like. And that's what these guys are doing. You can almost see them. I mean, you can see them as they're walking on this path. It'd be like you and I, uh, walking on a road in, Something not going right, and that's all we're focused on. Right. We're not focused on anything else. We're just focused on all the all, on this issue. Now, right. granted, this is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is dead. They watch Jesus Christ be crucified, and that that's that's what they're focused on. But they're t- they're totally forgetting what you talked about. Right. They would have heard Jesus, and so that brings us to like yeah. the first point yesterday was he, Jesus opened the yep. scriptures to them. And I this love is this. Huge. Yeah. This is huge, and I love this too. Luke 24, 25, and 26, it said, Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe that all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures, wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering to his glory? And, and yesterday, I think I said, I love Jesus so much. I love him because he's getting on them. Right. He's actually jumping on them for being discouraged and not knowing what the Old Testament says. He's jumping on them for not knowing what the scripture says about the Messiah. Yep. He's jumping on them saying, hey, don't you remember in Isaiah where it talks about the Messiah is going to be led like a sheep to the slaughter and, and he's going to take away the sins of the world. Don't you remember right. what this says? Yep. And so don't you think that the same thing is for us today? Absolutely. Don't you f- remember what God's word says in Matthew? Don't you remember the words of Jesus? Mm-hmm. This is, in this world, you're going to have many trials. But, I mean, that's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. We have to get right. our eyes and our focus off what we see because what we see is only a pinhole in the picture. Right. you got to look at the big picture of, exactly. of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I love what he does, too, You know, because they, they would have been familiar with the mm-hmm. Old Testament scriptures. In Luke 24, 27, it says, Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And that's what I love about the Bible is you go read, and as you, you know, as we've read through, you know, the Old Testament and everything, it's like, you know, I think sometimes we look at that and it's like, okay, well, those are nice stories. That happened before Jesus. That's really not that big of a deal. Everything in the Bible points to to one thing and that's to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. whether it's the you know Moses's writings and you uh-huh. look at you know I right. talked there a few weeks ago about the Israelites wandering through the the wilderness mm-hmm. and and their disobedience as they were as right. God freed right. them from slavery, mm-hmm. you know, all of that points to Jesus and it's an example of, you know, God's freeing us from slavery exactly. to sin and well the I love this verse that you just read because he says he takes him through Moses and all the prophets explaining all the scriptures to this is going to take some it's time. Take some time. This isn't like give me 2 minutes and let's get this over with. Yeah. It's like Jesus is what would you say? Reteaching, right? Repointing. Mm-hmm. So, here's the thing, and, and, and there's so much such you can flush out on a Sunday morning, right? Right. But don't you think the same thing happens today that we sometimes need to be refocused, yeah, re- redirected? I think yep. that's what Jesus is doing. Jesus is not saying who he is. Right. Jesus is not, you know, telling you guys. He did jump on, but he's not. He's re- he's pointing them. Here's how you find this out. He's wanting them to know. And he's kind of redirecting on their own. Them. Yeah, he could tell them, but he's trying to show them, right. you know, where they need where they need to go. And I think that's one way that you and I find hope today is through the scripture. Right. That's the only way we're going to find hope. Where else are we going to find it? Exactly. And um, you know, here's the thing, and and I think I said this yesterday is that a lot of people like to focus on church. 
and focus on religion and have this warm, fuzzy feeling. Right. You know, I remember the, my VBS in 1965. It was so great. It was wonderful. Blah, 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 blah. You know, when I was growing up, you know, we sang, you know, how great thou art every Sunday. Oh. And we sang the doxology as they're bringing the offering down the middle of the aisle. Oh, how I miss those days. They make right. me feel so good. It's not about making you feel good. It's about you worshiping God. Get to focus off yourself. Right. You're being one selfish individual. Mm-hmm. That is in the past. God is not to give you a warm feeling. God is to get you to focus on the facts and your faith. And so when you focus on warm feelings and fuzzy emotions and all that, what's going to happen is you will get rocked mm-hmm. when things start to go south. And let me tell you something. I see a lot of Christians get rocked. I saw how weak right. they actually are in mm-hmm. 2020. And I'm going to tell you something, nothing infuriated more. I was like Jesus in this where I just wanted to be like, folks, that's why people got so peeved off at me because they, I was pointing them back to scripture and telling them what God's word said. And they got ticked off at me. Hey, don't get ticked at me. Get ticked at God. Right. God's the one that said it. You're the one mm-hmm. that's being unfaithful. You're the one that's being weak. You're the one that's being woke. You're the one that's being a snowflake. So you're the one that needs to get it together. Not me. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to point you back to where you need to be. And that's what God's word does. It will convict you. You. And I'll be honest with you, it convicted me too. Because I got I had to be convicted in another area. Right. I had to be convicted in my attitude. Yeah. My anger. Mm-hmm. I, it took a lot. Mm-hmm. And so God's word was convicting me. That's the beauty of God's word. You have to be pointed back to it. And um but you can't have a warm, fuzzy feeling because no. that's not what your faith is based on. And that, that just kind of brings up something for me is, is just I'm listening to you talk. It's like how often do we, myself included, how often do we only want to go to the Bible when it's going to validate what we want? Oh, exactly. When it's going to validate us in, in where we want to, to go, the direction we want to head. Exactly. But when, when it corrects us, it's like, eh, no, no, that's, that's not right. Exactly. That's, that's not what it meant. Exactly. It was, you know, and I, and I hear that so often today with stuff on whether it's homosexuality or the mm-hmm, transgender mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, well, the culture has evolved, so the Bible should too. No? Yeah. The God says that his word is the same, you know, yeah. he's the same yesterday, today, and yeah, forever. Exactly. The Bible is God's inspired word. And, and that's the thing about it is, is like people are like, like the, one of the things that the world or even Christians say, you can't judge me. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right. Yeah, I can judge you. Right. I can judge you by the way you act. I can judge you by the fruit that yep. you're displaying and your spirituality. Yeah, 100%. I can judge you because here's the deal. God has already judged what sin is. Right. So if you're out running around on your spouse, if you're having sex before marriage, you're already, you're, you're judged already. Yes. God's already judged what is sin. Homosexuality. He's already judged what that is. Yep. He's judged what a gossip is. He's judged church dissension, which yep. a lot of people do yep. and they give themselves a free pass. No, yes. he's already judged you. Guess what? I will judge you too in those areas. Yeah. He's judged me when I when it comes to temper or anything else. Mm-hmm. I've already been judged because that's what he says is not right. So we've already God has already told us <laughs> what is wrong. Right. So that's never going to change. I'm sorry. Yeah. And just because the uh, White House or the Supreme Court or some stupid bogus uh, political wheel is saying that it's right it's not right. right if god's word says it's wrong it is still wrong mm-hmm. sorry sorry republicans and democrats but that's exactly the truth so yeah no no here's what i can't do what i can't condemn you you know i can't condemn you to no nope. and that's you can't you, condemn you mentioned that that's yesterday job. you mentioned that yesterday as long as you are on this side of the earth there's still a chance for you to attain that hope and do you know there i know there are people sitting in that room that don't agree with that right they'll agree with that Right. Because they think that, you know, 
they they can't condemn you. Right. You can't do that. Yeah. And you're right. But you're right. You can judge by isn't, your isn't fruit. That, isn't that the beauty of God? I love God because as oh, long as I am standing here on this side of the soil, I have an I have, opportunity. I have to, an opportunity yeah. every minute. Exactly. You can start right now. Yep. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is just totally awesome. In Romans uh, chapter 15, verse 4, it says, Such things were written in the Scriptures long ago to teach us, and the Scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. I love Mm -hmm. that Scripture. Yep. I brought up a lady yesterday by the name of Madeline Murray O'Hare. Um, you, I don't know. This goes back over you. Did you know who she is? No. Okay. She's kind of the lady who started it all, uh, with, um, atheism and okay. removing prayers from schools. And, you know, she was big and all that. And so that's kind of why I brought her up because she was kind of the big wheel that got this thing going. A vile lady, terrible woman. Uh, yeah. Just absolutely terrible. But anyway, she was asked, um, um, she was asked, um, you know, why Christians were afraid of her. And uh, her answer was telling because she's like, she's like, you know, I'm going to tell you why Christians are afraid of me because they're not sure of what they say is true and they don't really believe what they say that they believe. And if they did, I wouldn't be a threat to them. And, you know, as much as I hate to agree with her, I do agree with her um, because right. I, I sometimes think Christians don't know because they've grown up in church and it's just become a thing to do. It's like a country club. It's like, I know this is the right thing to do, but it's really not deep inside their heart. Right. And God wants your heart. Exactly. And so... um you know, the sad, the sad part of that is, is that, um, she's right. I, I think she's right of, um, about that. A lot of Christians do have a weakness about their faith. And uh, I think there are, they are fearful that Christianity is not going to stand up, um, under pressure. So when somebody starts to challenge him on, you know, well, th- God says you can't judge. God says you got to love everybody. Right. Well, they don't know what they're talking about because they've never really di- dove into that. They're just kind of playing church and warm and fuzzy on Sunday right. and the way it used to be. But I'm just going to tell you something straight up right now. You, you don't do that. Don't let them do that to you. Don't let them back you into a corner. Don't let them do that. Right. Because um, you can, even if you don't know the answers, you can find them. You can say, yeah. you know what, we're going to have this discussion later, but I'll, I'll come up with the answers for you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that because a lot of people think they got to come up with them right there. Right. Don't let Satan throw you off your game. Right. Don't let Satan get yep, you, get you exactly. sidetracked. And I think I said this yesterday. This is not the time for weak, watered down Christianity. You can't do that right now at all. Yep. Here's, here's what I have found out. And tell me if, tell me if I'm wrong. And, um, and I've worked several, um, secular jobs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I've been, I've done several of those in the last 40 years or, or whatever. And, you know, most, some of you know that I worked for the Reds for nine years. So, um, about as secular as you can get, to be right. honest with oh, you. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure you see a lot of stuff and hear a lot of stuff. And when I, um, but most of the time, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, people object to God's word because it's a personal objective, right? They, they don't like God being authority. They don't like God telling them what to do. They don't like God telling them they can't sleep with somebody or they can't do this or they yep. can't be Agreed. gay or they can't marry another dude or they can't marry another woman or it's a personal objection because it goes against their lifestyle and they want to be free to choose what they want to do mm-hmm. and not be told what to do and they don't want to change how they live. Right. Am I right? Yep. And so um, I just want to remind you all. Stand strong. Don't, don't apologize for having your hope in Jesus Christ. Don't, don't back down. Stand strong mm-hmm. because we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and the historical fact that Jesus walked out of the tomb, mm-hmm. that is a 100% of belief. Yep. That is 100% of belief. And, um, and I, and I believe once you actually take hold of that fact, 
you see hope and you see victory in your yes, life. Yes, absolutely. First Peter 3, 15 and 16 says, If somebody asks about the hope that you have as a believer, always be ready to explain it, but do it with gentleness in a respectful way. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. Yeah. You know, it's, you don't have to be like to shout back. You're right. You don't yeah. have to shout back. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but I think it's just as important to be ready, you know, always be ready to explain it, you know, and that doesn't mean that you, like you said, you don't have to have, you know, all the right words. It's right. okay sometimes to say, you know what? That's a great question. I'm not exactly sure how to explain that. So let me get back to you. I need exactly. to go back to God's word on exactly. that or, you know, and seek someone, someone out and ask, ask for help with that. But, you know, do this in a gentle and respectful exactly. way. Um, and, and I think here's the deal as I, as I read a verse like that, I'm encouraged because it reminds me that I need to be living in a way that people see the hope that I have in Jesus because it says if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Well, if I'm not living in a way that shows that I have that hope, then they're not going to ask me about that. Exactly. Hope. They're not going to see anything different in me. If I'm living the way that the world lives, if I'm, you know, accepting of the things that the exactly. world accepts, if I go along with whatever is coming down, exactly. then, then they're not going to see any difference in me. So why ask me about hope if they can't see the hope exactly. in my life? Exactly. So, you know, not only do we need to be ready, to explain about the hope, but we need to be living in a way that people can see the right. hope. I agree. Do you know what brought brought me hope this morning, the second time around? Roast Warrior. Roast Warrior. Brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> exactly. Actually, it's very good, the second cup. It is. I, I do it like is. it. It's very good. So anyway. You're drinking yours like John Wayne with cream. I'm drinking mine like Clint Eastwood. I have no idea how if he even drinks coffee, but if he does, I'm sure it's straight black. I'm okay. Anyway, point number two. Uh, they opened their hearts, yes. and this is huge. You got to open your heart to God. Yes. Luke twenty-four verses twenty-eight and nine. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the, the end of their journey. And Jesus acted as if he was going to go on, but they begged him, "Stay the night with us, since it's getting late." This is crazy. This is all crazy. So he went in with them, mm-hmm. and then he went home with them. Um. So do you think that part of that was because they were receptive to hear, you know, that he had been teaching them for Lord knows how long? Okay, so let's, let's, it's seven, eight miles, correct? Yeah. I don't know where he joined them on the path. Right. Or on the road. Do you know? No. Um, nobody ever says. I, I, I did have, um, I did have one of my New Testament professors in college. His name was Steve Hooks. And, um, and my gospel was Professor Sherwood, uh, Smith. Okay. Both those guys. Said that they believe that Jesus joined them about a half a mile to a mile in. Okay. So, so if that was the case. Six, six and a half miles. So you have, let's just say Jesus walks six miles. You're walking at what? Uh, three miles an hour? Maybe. Yeah. So two hours, maybe? Yeah, you're looking. Yeah, two hour trip. And you know, they're, they're, they're not going to be full suppressed. So, so Jesus had plenty of time to talk to them. Yep. A couple hours to point them back. That, that's, 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 Jesus can do a lot in mm-hmm. that hour. Oh, absolutely. So let's just, let's just say, Normal human being stuff that we they walk six miles at three miles an hour is fast yeah. though. Well, and as you're talking like that, you're you, sometimes you kind of slap, stop, maybe stop. Maybe and, you stop, and he's and pointing something on a conversation. Yeah. And, so maybe it took three hours. So yeah. let's just pretend three hours it took Jesus to do this. So now it's getting late, right? And so they they invite Jesus um, to go in, and um, and I think that's great. And I want you to listen to what happens while they're actually eating. So they get in there and they start to eat and they start to do. Um, you know, what, what they're going to do. Cause it's been a long walk and in Luke 24 verse 30, it says, as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave thanks for it mm-hmm. and he gave it to them. 
So I asked yesterday, what do you see strange about this verse? Jesus is a stranger to them at this point. Yeah. And this is something that I'd never thought about before. And Jesus sits down with them. This is their house. Mm -hmm. But Jesus now is taking over as the host duties. Yep. I mean, think about that. He's the one breaking the bread. He's breaking the bread. He's taking charge at their table. Yep. It's like if you invite me over and said, hey, I'm going to do smash burgers on the grill, and I get there, and all of a sudden, I go to the refrigerator, I get the burgers, I get all the ingredients, and I fire up the grill, and I start making it, and you go sit in the living room, that would be the weirdest thing in the world. Am I right? Yeah. And then I come out, I'm like, okay, dinner is Yeah, because especially when it comes to my Blackstone, I'm kind of a control freak. Yeah, but imagine, though. Right. But what if Jesus was walking with you, and he took control of your Blackstone? That's kind of what that was. Yeah. yeah. Because this is... They didn't have a black stone, but they have bread. And I'm telling you, they didn't have a, a lot of stuff like that back then in their houses. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is, is, I mean, he's taking, he's taking, taking control. total control. Yeah. yeah. I'm coming over to take control of your black stone. Okay. I'm going to be like, I got this. I'll sit down. You'll be like, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Just let me know when you need help. But uh, the thing about it is, is that, like, if, if you invite me over, you're going to be the host in the home, you know? I'm right. going to, hey, do you need anything? Can I help right. you? You're like, no, I don't need any help. But no, Jesus actually, um, you know, he, he took over. So that tells me that Jesus, are you just, side, are you hinting? Like, are you wanting to be Dude, invited I've been over? hinting for months. I haven't got the invite. But. Well, hey, I can promise you this. Now that the weather is breaking, okay. it's going to happen. And if, you, if you're really nice to me, May not even be burgers. May, it may be steaks. Mm, that would be really, really good. Um, it would be great if you just wore normal clothes, no tights, yoga pants, or something like that. We'll see. I cook best in tights. In okay, tights. I got gotcha. you. Back to Jesus. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to need Jesus here. All of a sudden. <laughs> Here's what this tells me about him taking, becoming the guy in charge at their house. That Jesus want He's not satisfied for being a guest in your life. Right. He wants to be in control of your life, your heart, and your home. Yeah. He wants to take control of that because if you do let him, he's going to totally change you. Yeah. He's going to totally uh, get you have to you, a place that you need have to Have you seen the bumper sticker? I think I maybe mentioned this a few weeks ago. The bumper sticker says, Jesus is my co-pilot. Yeah. No. Jesus needs to be your pilot. Exactly. Like he needs to be the one in charge. That's like you guys are on even ground. Right. He's not. Nope. There's no even he's ground whatsoever. Yeah, Jesus is zero, not your co-pilot. Exactly. I 100% disagree uh, with that. But he wants to take charge of your life. put a bumper life. sticker like that on your back of your truck. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Might as well put a Joe Biden on the back of my truck. Gosh. <laughs> but, um, you know, because I think many people, even in the church, we kind of have this false belief system. And so we get, again, we get so caught up in us. We get so caught up in the way I feel about church and the songs that we sing. Oh, right. we don't sing this hymn anymore. We don't do it like this. And we don't, well, our kids program is not like it used to be. And I can't watch this or I can't do that. Folks, it's not about you. It's all about Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, and I love this verse. It says in John 5, 39 and 40, you search the scriptures because you think they're going to give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Yep, but yet is. you refuse to come to me to receive life. And some of the same people that gripe and complain to me about tradition and about the things that they like are some of the most unhappiest people. They come off like the most unhappiest people because right, right. they're missing the fact of who Jesus Christ is. And some of those folks, not all of them, but some of them struggled deeply in their personal lives with family and kids and emotions and they're down and they're depressed yeah. because you're not finding victory and hope through Jesus Christ. You're finding it through something that you used to do right. that made you feel good. What well, made me feel good when I was 10 years old to go watch the Big Red Machine play. I can't watch them anymore. 
it's changed. It's done. Right. It's not going to happen anymore. That was a feel good moment in time. It's something, God bless it that it happened that I have that moment, but just, can't you just look at it as a moment and mm-hmm. not like that's what you're supposed to do? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, because they barely know what baseball is in Cincinnati right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Right. Go Braves. Uh, and I, yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. I, I love that you, you pointed back to um, this section of scripture in Deuteronomy. Yeah. Um, and again, this is where, you know, everything, Old Testament, New Testament, it all points to Jesus. Well, I was talking about uh, we need to hand our mm-hmm. our faith, real faith, yes. over to our kids. Cor- correct. Yes. And it says, commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That our, covers about it all. Our right faith there. that we you know, that we live, our life that we live in Christ, uh, that we are, are showing our kids, isn't just something that we do on Sunday mornings when we come to church for right. an hour, an hour and a half, once a week. It's, it's a daily process. It's a daily journey. Commit yourselves wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. to yeah. these words of mine. What is that? The scripture, correct? Yeah. That's the scripture. And so I think it's so important you as a parent or a grandparent – your kids come to you and say, Hey, uh, my teacher today, you know, was talking about transgenders that, you know, you can pick your sex. You can be this if you want to be a male or if you want to be a female or if you want to be, what is it? Non-binary, whatever the heck that means. You can do all these things. You'd be like, Oh, is that what, is that what he or she said? Oh, okay. So let's go to God's word and let's yeah, see what God's exactly. word says. So here in Genesis says God made them male, male and, and female. female. Okay. So, uh, my friend of mine came to me and, you know, and, she told me that she was uh, gay and she wants to marry her her best friend. Let's go to God's word and let's see what God's word says mm-hmm. about marriage. Let's see what God's word says about that. Um, a friend of mine came to me and said that she's down and depressed and she's got nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And what do I do? Well, let's go and let's talk and see. Let's see what God's word says. You know, Jesus says, come unto me all who are weary and heavy laden. I will I will give you rest. Yep. And here's where we find the rest. And here's how this will happen. And here's the thing about this. I think sometimes we want such a quick fix. We want a yeah. pill. We want a Prozac. We want a drug. We want an alcohol. We want to do what we want to do. And again, you will, you have to make an intentional effort to walk over to Jesus Christ. Right. He's not going to do that for you. You have to do that. But right. once you do that and fully give your life to him, it totally changes things about you. Right. It'll totally change you. I'm telling you, you're, I promise you, you're going to have victory and hope. Mm-hmm. And, and the so, truth of, of everything you just said is... It's not the church's responsibility to teach your kids. No, we're I just think, here to help you. I think we're here to help. We are here to kind of build on that foundation. But as parents, it's our responsibility to lead our children biblically um, and lead them to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The church is here to assist in that and mm-hmm. to build upon that. Mm-hmm. And so as parents, I would just encourage you to, um, man, just take that to heart and um, and truly step up as parents. We, it's right. our role. It's right. our responsibility. Um, and so for some of us, we've got to get it right, you know, ourselves. Exactly. You know, and you mentioned that yesterday. You know, we, we're, none of us are perfect. We all sin. You, you, we're going to read, mm-hmm. you know, that, that scripture that says that here in just a little bit. You know, we've all sinned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we can strive to be more like Jesus every single day. And so next we see that Jesus opened their eyes. Um, suddenly, Luke twenty four thirty one. suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, 
he disappeared. How crazy is that? I think it's the crazy, it's one of the craziest things in all the Bible, other than when Philip baptizes the Ethiopian eunuch and, and he Philip disappears. Just, yeah, carried away. I'm like, this is crazy. So they don't recognize Jesus. Then all of a sudden they recognize him and boom, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I love too when they recognize him. They recognize him when what? When he was breaking the bread. And that was my question yesterday. Yeah. How did they recognize him yeah. by the breaking of the bread? And yeah. what do you think? Saw the nail wounds, nail scars, the, yeah. the healing of it. Do you think Jesus had kept that, I, you know, kept it hidden for a while? Then all of a sudden he, when he passed it, they saw it. Right. I don't know. I don't but know I, I guarantee you, if they're sitting there and they're watching this, all yeah. of a sudden with what Jesus had just talked to them, let's say we, we talked, they were walking what, two or three hours? Mm-hmm. Jesus is pointing them back to scripture. Here's what's gotta happen. All of a sudden, boom, it comes into, right. oh goodness, this is Jesus. I bet they were freaking out happy about this. Yes. Luke 24, 32 through 35, they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within an hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. And doesn't some translations say they ran? Yes. They ran back? Uh, they were, they were found, there they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said the Lord had really, has really risen, he appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told the story about how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him in the breaking of the bread. bread. Yep. I love it. So, I, I just think that all of us need to be challenged to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's where everything changes. Yep. Yep. If he was still laying in the grave as a pile of dust and bones, then he was just another good guy. He was just another great dude. Yep. But he changes everything. He gives us hope. Uh, and I think that you always have to remember John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And as mm-hmm. you said this earlier, everything in the Bible points to Jesus. Even from the very beginning, every from the yep. beginning of yep. time, everything points to Jesus. The whole book points to one thing. The escape plan, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is, is that in 2023 and especially over the last several years, people all over the world are just like, how can I get, how can I get away from all the pressures of my life? I mean, mm-hmm. we have so many great pressures in our life. All it's just, it hits us every single day. Yeah. And there's really, um, there's really nowhere else to, um, to go, um, than, than, than to God. And I believe that, um, you know, a lot of people today, especially now, and I've talked to them where people think that they're too bad to come to God or they wasted too much time and, right. and that's not going to happen. And, um, but we've already said this that, you know, if you're on this side of the crowd, yeah. standing up or breathing, you've got every, you've got every opportunity to, Mm-hmm. To change, I love the Greg Glory quote that he used yesterday. He said, "No matter how much time you've wasted in the past, you can still have hope for tomorrow." Yeah, is that not a great quote? It's a great quote. So simplistic. What about Abe? Honest Abe. He said, yeah. "It's not the days of your life, but the life in your days that count." Is exactly right. And so we can't get bogged down with everything that's swirling going on around us. We just have to be obedient to God, and we have to lead our family in the way that He has called us to do so. Exactly. So. Yeah. You know, don't think that you're too bad to come to God because you're not. 
Don't think the church is going to fall down if you walk in the building. Exactly, because it's not going to happen. Yep. Um, God's not waiting to condemn you right now. God's mm-hmm. not waiting to judge you right now. God wants to give you a chance to to repent, to 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 receive His forgiveness, and He wants you to be baptized. He wants you to live your life. Here's yep. the thing: you're never going to be perfect, and you may struggle with some of the things, the same things mm-hmm. that you struggled with a year ago or five years ago. Yep. But that's the part of the process and the journey as you continue to walk with God. I mean, look at the disciples. Yeah. I mean, they're. They're all over the place. They're not perfect. Right. They're arguing about who's the greatest. They're making mistakes. Peter's denying. Thomas is doubting. I mean, yeah. you can. Uh, this is a journey that yep. takes place in our life. Yeah. You don't get it. Uh, as, as minute, the minute you receive Christ doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect and get right. it perfect because you're not. Right. You yeah, we talked quite a few months ago about sanctification. We didn't say it's you know instant sanctification. It's a sanctification process. It's a daily exactly. process. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. First mm-hmm. Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live to righteousness. Yeah. Jesus took away our sins. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to think about this way. Jesus was absolutely perfect, pure, spotless. He was like the perfect Lamb of God is what the Bible tells us. And he took all the sins yeah. of the world. He took lying and adultery and homosexuality and the LGBTQ and all this mm-hmm. terrible, vile stuff that you see today. He took that on him. Yeah. It was attached to him. It, it, that is just crazy mm-hmm. when you think about it because it was our sins that were poured out on him. Right. So I asked yesterday, well, what do I have to do? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to repent of our sins, correct? Yep. Peter replied in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And this is huge. That, yep. We've talked about this so much, so I don't want to belabor it. But, <clears throat> yep. man, when you get the gift of the Holy Spirit, that's Jesus Christ living inside yes. of you. I don't know how much better it gets. Yeah. He's and the truth is, the is that when that happens, it doesn't mean that your temptations are going to go away. It doesn't mean they're gonna, that they're going to get easier. It probably means that they're going to get a little tougher mm-hmm. because what happens there is Satan is going to recognize that, oh, they've placed their trust in God. Right. They've placed their trust in Jesus. And so I've got to work a little bit harder to get them off track. Exactly. And so you're you're a Christian, you're a believer in Jesus, you believe that Jesus uh, died on the cross, rose from the grave, and you're struggling with things, and you, so you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. But what happens to a lot of us is is we get tempted, and we have a tendency to do and deal mm-hmm. with our temptations on our own. Right, right. Even though we're a Christian, and even though we have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, I, I know, yeah. I'm speaking to you from experience. Yep. So the Holy Spirit actually gets shoved down. Right. And... I go to the top. And so when I start overriding the Holy Spirit in my life in his conviction or whatever he's going mm-hmm. to do, guess what happens? Yeah. I make a mess of things. Yep. So when I say you have to tap into the Holy Spirit, you literally, it's a conscious, yep. intentional choice yep. every day. And for some of us, if you're like me, it's on the hour, every hour. Yep. You have to make an intentional choice to allow the Holy Spirit to, yep. um, to, to take over your life. Agreed. Um, I love Romans 4 or 5. You read that. People are counted as righteous not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. Exactly. And we've read this verse three weeks in a row now, Ephesians 2, 8, mm-hmm. and 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. And you know what? That's for all of you Christians who've been Christians for a long time because I do yep. believe when I watch some people that they think they're going to be rewarded for the good things they have done right. so that none of us can boast. What you have, your life in Christ, is totally a gift 
from God. Yep. Period. End of discussion. You right. did nothing to get it. You did nothing to hang on to it. It's totally 100% Jesus Christ. Yep. Now, now the good works, the good things we do should come naturally because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Exactly. But we can't boast to, about it. Not to be, pa- you know, yes. here, here's how you know if you're doing works for you or God. When somebody says, I did this work and nobody thanked me. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yep. You're not, is that really why you did it? Or did you do it because you love God so much and you want other people to find God and to know them? If you're doing right. it to get thanked or get patted on the back, guess what? Don't do it at all. Yep. It, 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 just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 I don't know. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'm just, we're getting old. Right. Just don't, just don't. You are, but we won't, <laughs> we won't talk about that again. <laughs> so yeah, hope. We all need hope. When we all need hope. So, and our only hope is in Jesus Christ and it's not in anything else in this world. It's not in a spouse, a child, the government, a stimulus check, your job, your car, your house, your sports team. It is totally 100% God. And so we need to, we need to put our hope in him. Yes. Right? Absolutely agree. I was taking a Snapchat. Oh, geez. So I've got a few more announcements to make. Can I do that? Go for it. You want to do it? No, go. I don't have them in front of me. Well, you know what we're talking about. Okay, well, tonight at 6 o'clock here at RCC, so if you're listening to this on um, April the 10th, um, there's still time to make it tonight. Or not tonight. Tomorrow night. What am I doing? Are you going to say... Tomorrow's um, night of prayer. I already talked about it. Oh, okay. When I was getting coffee? Yes. All right. Well, hey, don't forget about uh, night of prayer tomorrow night. Tonight's nothing. If you show up tonight, I don't know that there'll be anybody here. But <laughs> um, after Easter weekend, my brain becomes mush. It's like, what day is it again? Remember, you told me to ramble while you went and got coffee. You rambled. Okay, well, I'll let you take it. See, you want me to do announcements. I know, right? I know what I know. you talked about. I'll, I'll set you up. I'll do you a layup real okay, quick. Perfect. Um, we're having, um, over the next couple of weeks, April 16th and 23rd, uh, we're having our ministry highlight table back out in the Welcome Center. This time it's Vacation Bible School. And so we're, come by the table. You can find out how you can help or serve or, and just encourage or pray for. They'll, they'll have somebody out there talking to you about that. So that's going to be in the Welcome Center. This Sunday and also on the 23rd. And then we have on April 28th at 6 p.m. Campfire Conversations for Ladies. Yes. So um, I will not be there. You're not going to be there? No. Okay. I, I wish they would call it like Schmore Talk with Jesus or. You think they will make s'mores? I hope. I mean, uh, campfire and s'mores go hand in hand, right? But anyway, there's going to be um, there's going to be three ladies talking about how God's working in their lives, and so if you got if you ladies want to um, join that, that's going to be around the RCC fire pit again, April 28th at 6 p.m. There's going to be food and child care. Maybe there will be s'mores. You can sign up at Richwood Church forward slash women. You got it. And then again, another women's event. You ready? Yes. Women at the well. That is. Well, those May, events are close together, aren't they? That's like five days apart, isn't is it? That May fifth, May fifth, yeah, yeah. Those are close together. They are close together. Goodness. Uh, Women at the Well is a night of praise and worship. Um, Friday, May fifth, six thirty to eight in the Fellowship Hall. There is no child care for that event, and you can sign up again at Richwood.Church forward slash women. And then we have a couple events coming up for New Path Pregnancy. Yes, Center um, Walk for Life. That is May the tenth. It right? is. Is that, May, is May that right? Is that right? I May sixth. May sixth. That was close. It's in May sometime. It's on a Saturday. May the sixth. May the sixth. Um, it's going to be in Marysville. You can register. We have a team. 
that's walking with RCC, so you can register for that by going to www.newpathprc. And you have to do that by today. By today. To get the t-shirt, right? So, Allie, don't forget to go register. I know you wanted to do that. So, yeah, that's today. I, that's crazy. Okay. So, and you can, uh, did you already give the, where you can register? New Path. www.newpathprc.com. And then we have the baby bottle campaign coming up. Baby bottle campaign. Baby bottle campaign. Remember the commercials for the baby bottle pops, the little suckers with the, the sugar, powdered sugar in yeah. them, and you dip it in the yeah. baby bottle pop. You gonna you gonna sing that when we start it? Maybe, yeah, okay, probably not. Okay. But that starts on Mother's Day, May fourteenth, and ends on Father's Day, June eighteenth. Anytime you can come by the Welcome Center, pick up a baby bottle, fill it with cash, checks, dollar bills, coins, whatever you want. You want to pick up one, two, ten, just do that. Just bring them back by Father's Day, and all that money goes to the New Path Pregnancy Center. So, yes. where we talked about level up. So we're 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 pretty good. We're there. I don't know what else is. Uh, happening right now so i don't know i think we're good <laughs> do we talk about the fair service <laughs> fair service could be right around the corner in, uh, probably probably liberty September. weekend yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. right um, hey i hope you guys come back and join us uh, to, uh this coming sunday i know easter sunday is a big deal everybody comes out i i get that i understand that but if you are a christian i honestly believe every single day is easter sunday we we live in we bask in the resurrection of Absolutely. jesus christ that's what we live in that's 100 every agree. day should be like easter sunday for you and i even christmas day should be like easter yep. sunday and again i love the display that i saw years ago when oh, i was yeah. uh, traveling with a friend of mine um they had the the manger the manger connected to the cross Connected to the open tune, he had lights strung. Yeah. That that is just one event. He could keep that up all oh, year round. One hundred percent, he could keep that up. And um, awesome, awesome look on that. Yep. So that's great. Yeah. But we um, got a warm week coming up. Oh, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be real nice. I'm gonna get outside and run. Finally, I did this. I did last week, but it was cold. I ran to Marysville Saturday morning. It was like thirty three degrees when I started. Yeah. Thankfully, I had gloves. You know. This time of the year is weird because it's like 35 in the morning and 74 in the – how do you even – how do you even cope with those temperatures? That's like a 40-degree temperature. Crazy. Yeah, right. It's crazy. So, But, hey, thank you guys for listening as always. If you've hung in this long with us and got through the first part of <laughs> Grounded with all of our smart talk. And yeah, thanks for bearing with us for that. So, so you, got hey, anything, you got anything planned for the rest of the week or are you just – Doing your normal Chenault stuff. I've got to do some normal Chenault stuff. I've got a, I've got some planning out. You, you have, um, set the ball on the tee for me and given me some outlines for the series coming up, but I, with the chaos of everything the past couple of weeks, I just, I got to get planned out now. Yeah. Let's do it, man. So some of us have to, you work. got it. That's right. You can do it. I can. You got it under control. I'm excited. It's yeah. going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to this series. I really am. I will uh, be sure, though, this week with the marriage discussion to wear my steel toe boots. Appreciate that. Oh, man. It's tough. I was, I'm, when I was working on it, I was I was convicted as right. I was working on it. So, um, yeah, it's going to be um, – well, I think it's good, though. I mean, as we, you know, as we, uh, as married couples, strive to be – what God wants us to be as married couples, we got to go back to His Word. We have to be convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think for me, as I go into this weekend, my prayer is that I, um, my heart, and my ears are opened for what I need to hear, and mm-hmm. not thinking, mm-hmm. oh well, I hope mm-hmm. my wife is listening to that. 
Well, um, yeah, and that's the truth. Um, and you know, when anybody comes this Sunday or whenever we, you know, do anything, I never want somebody to feel guilty. I do want right. them to feel convicted, right. exactly, but not guilty There's or shameful. There's a difference between yes, guilt conviction. and conviction. Oh man, I need to raise the bar in my life, or or I I I, I should allow God to work in my life more than, right. than what I'm doing at this point. So, yeah, I think that that'll be good. And also, we're gonna. I got a few. I got a little surprise at the very beginning of the message that that's we're gonna right. show, and um, so hope you guys enjoy that. So. Kind of kick us off for the uh, series and also for the topic of the day on marriage. So, but anyway, there we go. Well, hey, thanks everybody for hanging in. I know it was a little longer today. Um, again, great weekend this past weekend, and um, um, so yeah. I don't have anything else, do you? I don't either, and I would probably go get some more roast warrior. But I saw you just took the rest of it. I took so. all of it. It's yeah. gone. So. He actually drank it from the pot. Well, that's a, just a big cup. It is that. Then I can say I only had like two cups of coffee for the day. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. We will catch you next week on Grounded. Craig, have a great day. You too.